This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Boise State now 4-0 and after Saturday's 21-10 win over Utah State on the blue turf. The Broncos ranked 19th in the country in both the AP and the coaches' polls. Let's check in with Boise State radio color analyst Pete Cavender joins us right now on This Week in the Mountain West. Pete, welcome back to the show. Nate, thanks for having me on. All right, Pete. Given the way that Boise State lost to Utah State last year with the eight turnovers, was there a sense of revenge mixed with maybe some relief to beat the Aggies this season and get started strong in conference? Well, that's funny that you bring that up. There's absolutely revenge on that mind, and, and that was one thing that was so uncharacteristic of that football game last year in Logan is, is Boise State isn't used to going out, not looking that prepared, uh, having all those turnovers, having all of those uh, uncharacteristic mistakes. That was a big anomaly for him. But, um, you know, a couple of players actually said watching the film last week, getting prepared for Utah State, they had to watch that film. It literally made them sick to their stomachs. And uh, watching the game actually felt like the players played with a little bit of anxiety too, almost scared to, to make some mistakes again. Um, you know, both teams I thought played very conservative, but uh, a lot of the fans and players were, were very relieved to, to get a victory once again over the Aggies. Jeremy McNichols, a huge game. He goes for 226 all-purpose yards. Pete, how does he compare to those great Boise State backs that are in the NFL right now in Doug Martin and Jay Ajayi? Well, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people in, in Boise, Idaho, and, and probably start splattering out through the rest of the country talking about possibly Jeremy McNichols being the best running back in, in Boise State history, and, and that's saying a lot. I mean, you look at uh, the history of Boise State football, there's some greats like Cedric Minter and Brock Forsey, and uh, I played with Ian Johnson. We won the first Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma. Uh, you know, you look at guys like Doug Martin and Jay Ajayi, like you just said, but the thing about Jeremy Nichols is he's got a little bit of everything in his repertoire. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can pick up the blitz. He can get those tough yardage for you. He can turn a five-yard gain into a 50-yard touchdown. He's an explosive player as Boise State has, and I think they're going to try to feed him the rock as much as they can. At the quarterback position, Brett Rippon leading the Mountain West in passing in his sophomore season. What improvements have you seen in Brett in his second year? You know, the talk of town actually is Brett Rippon's completion percentage is down a little bit, points per game is down a little bit, and, and so some people are scratching their heads saying what is wrong with Boise State's traditional offense that just in the blink of an eye can score 40 or 50 points, but uh, you know, going back to Jeremy Nichols, I think this is an offense that's more geared towards ball control. They want to keep it uh, running the football first and then opening up with the pass. Uh, and so I think Brett Rippon just, is just going to continue to learn this offense. You know, I still think he's the best quarterback in the Mountain West Conference. Um, and he just has to play with that confidence. And uh, he had a couple of interceptions against Washington State, a couple of turnovers there against Oregon State as well. And so I think uh, there's a little bit of hesitation maybe uh, hurting him a little bit. So if he can just come out for this next game against New Mexico and fling it around the football field like he can, uh, I, I'm sure that cops will come right back. Let's talk about that defense. Stopped the run against Utah State, forced Kent Myers to put the ball in the air 50 times. What has been most effective about this Boise State defense this season? They're truly playing like a unit. Uh, you know, you look at this year's defense compared to last year's defense, and Marcel Yates is now with the Arizona Wildcats. He had the Bronco defense playing very aggressively, and in doing so, uh, gave up a lot of big plays in the secondary, uh, just getting burnt deep, you know, biting too much on the run, being in bad position, be overly aggressive. And that was really Boise State's Achilles heel last year was giving up those big plays. And this year's defense with first-year defensive coordinator Andy Avalos, he's been much more 
patient, willing up to give yards, uh, bending but not breaking when opponents get close to the red zone. And uh, the biggest question mark on this defense was the defensive line. We all knew about uh, the depth that Boise State has, that linebacker position, and the talent they have in the secondary. But the question was the defensive line, and you look at what Boise State's been able to do. They lead the country in sacks per game. Uh, they got about 10 batted down passes already. Uh, you look at David Moa and Sam McCaskill, they've been getting tons of sacks. So uh, this has been a highly productive defensive line, uh, which has really helped the rest of the defense roam free and uh, stop opposing offenses before they reach the red zone. Pete, last thing, the Broncos are now 4-0. and They are back in the top 25. They look like one of the best teams in the country. Right now, what are the expectations like for the fan base there in Boise watching this team? Well, the, the fan base here is 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 candidly spoiled. I got to be honest with you, Nate. I mean, Boise State's only won 180 games since the year 2000. That's hands down the best in the country. And as we all know, it's it's hard to go undefeated and make those big bowl games. I mean, you could just ask San Diego State last week visiting South Alabama how hard it is to to go and be undefeated and play on the road and be competitive week in and week out. So, um, I think that's just Boise State's mentality: is that, hey, let's take things. Want to know? Let's try to go undefeated. Try to make the best bowl game that we possibly go because uh, really all the pressure is on Houston. Uh, you know they have uh, right now the clear path to the maybe possibly New Year's Six bowl game or even playoff game. Uh, so all Boise can do is control what they can control, and that's try to win week in and week out. And uh, they would like to get redemption part two. Uh, this weekend against uh, New Mexico. Yeah, big one on the road at New Mexico coming up on Friday night. Pete Cavender, the radio color analyst for Boise State football. Pete, always a pleasure. Thank you for the time. Yeah, anytime, Nate. Thanks. We'll head over to the West Division when we come back. UNLV gets a big win over Fresno State. Radio analyst Mike Pritchard joins me next on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Matt Wells, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. We'll be right back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. Hey man, don't just sit there. The Mountain West Championship's coming. All 22 teams in action at the Thomas and Max Center in Las Vegas. Run to vmw.com slash 2017 for tickets. Tell them the King sent you. The Mountain West Basketball Championships, March 6th through the 11th at the Thomas and Max Center in Las Vegas. Run to get your seats before they sell out. Sellouts? I love sellouts, baby. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. There's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service, a bond uniting 11 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. This is it. A 14-week pulse-pounding thrill ride of a season has just one final chapter. The 2016 Mountain West Football Championship, Saturday, December 3rd. The Mountain West's two best teams collide in a 60-minute showdown to crown a champion. Don't miss your chance to see it live. 
Get your tickets now at TheMW.com. The Mountain West Football Championship, Saturday, December 3rd. Work all year to get here. This is Tony Sanchez, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Mike Pritchard, the radio color analyst for UNLV football on ESPN 1100 in Las Vegas, a great affiliate here of the Mountain West Radio Network. The Rebels looking impressive in a 45-20 home win over Fresno State last Saturday, improving to 2-3 and three on the season. Pritch, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Nate. Appreciate it. All right, Dalton Sneed making his first collegiate start at quarterback in place of the injured Johnny Stanton. Made the play of the week with his 91-yard touchdown run in which he was almost taken down for a safety. Mike, he's only a redshirt freshman, but already he has the look of a big-time playmaker. He really does. I mean, I think Dalton Sneed and Barney Cotton, the offensive coordinator, did a great job of just simplifying the game plan and going with Dalton Sneed's skill set. I mean, a lot of times you want to throw a young player in the fire, uh, but then you give him too much. But I think he had enough offense to where he felt comfortable and confident to execute. And then everything else was individual effort. I mean, you can never measure the heart of a player, Nate. And on that particular play, which you mentioned, uh, that really sparked the Rebels a victory. I mean, it was just all individual effort. He he was trying to throw the football. He bounced back off uh, some contact at the line of scrimmage. He was almost tackled in the end zone, and then he took off running, got the first down, and it looked like he was going to go out of bounds, and then all of a sudden he turns it up, upfield and, and gets the touchdown and just electrified the stadium. Yeah, it was a huge play. It was exciting to watch. Speaking of the run game, between Lexington Thomas and Charles Williams, is it fair to say right now the Rebels are featuring two very explosive running backs? They really are. I mean, Lexington Thomas, uh, highly regarded with the Rebels uh, last year. Xavier Campbell as well. I mean, these guys are from Texas, and they know how to run the football. And in fact, I mean, they had they were dubbed the Lex and X show last year, and they were very effective. But it's Charles Williams. I mean, every time you mention him or ask Coach Sanchez a question about Charles Williams, he lights up. And so he's a little bit taller than Lexington Thomas, a little bit thicker. But his burst is unique. I mean, you don't often find a freshman with that kind of burst. So they're trying to get him as much experience as possible because he's really going to help their offense this year. Defensively, the big play has hurt the Rebels. What can they do to shore up that secondary? Well, it's a confidence issue. Um, The players are in position. Uh, They're actually running stride for stride with wide receivers. But for whatever reason, they're not looking back and trying to locate the ball. I mean, I think when the ball's in the air – you have to have the uh, the opinion that it's a 50-50 ball. You know, as a defensive back, I got to understand that the ball, I have just as much a right to the football as anybody else. So uh, that that's a confidence issue, and, and I hope that they correct that in practice. All right, Pritch, it was announced a couple of weeks ago the Fertitta family would be donating $10 million for a new football training facility. What is this going to mean to that UNLV football program? Well, it's the biggest gift, the largest gift in, in UNLV history. Uh, you're talking basketball and football and uh, the facilities they believe, UNLV, UNLV believes that it's going to put them on par with the best teams in the Mountain West Conference. And so now you just have to sell the experience. You have to sell the experience of, of Las Vegas. You certainly have to uh, sell the experience of UNLV as a campus and as a school. Uh, but more importantly, I mean, you're, you're, you're toe-to-toe basically uh, with, 
the top programs uh, in the Mountain West Conference in terms of facilities. So there's nothing separating you that. There's nothing that other schools can use against you. Uh, so UNLV is going to be feeling pretty confident about the fact that they can build this first-class facility as well. Tony Sanchez, his second season on the job at UNLV. You've called all of the games, Pritch. What are a couple of things that you've noted as distinct traits of a Tony Sanchez-coached team? Always positive. Um, His teams fight. They never quit. Uh, They are relentless. It's a youth movement right now, too. I mean, there's a lot of young players there, so inexperienced. But he's always positive. I mean, I think Coach Sanchez... Instead of pointing out the negative and dwelling on it, he points out the positive. So the Rebels coming off a, a devastating loss to Idaho. And yeah, there was a lot of mistakes made in the game, and the players didn't play very well to a team that they should have beat handily. Uh, but then they come back the next week and kind of put it on Fresno State. So uh, with similar players uh, on the field, you know, across the field from them, UNLV recognized that, hey, we can play with anybody in the Mountain West. So. Uh, they're pretty confident, all because of the positive energy from Coach Sanchez. So keeping it positive, big opportunity on the road at San Diego State this week. Mike Pritchard, the radio color analyst for UNLV football on ESPN 1100 in Las Vegas. Pritch, as always, a pleasure. Thank you for the time. Nate, the pleasure is mine. Appreciate you, man. We'll run down that week six schedule when we come back after these words from your local station. This is Tim DeRuder, head coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. 